Hi listeners, it's Christy here. I want to share some exciting news with you guys. In addition to the incredible guests that we have on the show, we want to try out a new format that involves more of you, our wonderful listeners. So often when I'm doing these interviews and just talking to people in general, I'll hear a story and think to myself, I have a quote that I feel like would help that person. And so that's what I want to try out with you. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear what's going on in your life. Maybe it's a breakup, a loss, a career change, a life change, friendship struggles, you name it. Tell me your story and I will give you a quote that I think might help you through it. All of the stories are going to be shared anonymously, of course, and they can be submitted through the link in the show notes. I can't wait to hear from you. JJ Martin, I am so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure to be here. Thank you. For everyone tuning in, JJ is the founder of La Double J. It is truly the most beautiful and inspiring clothing brand I have seen in a long time. I remember first seeing some of your dresses online. I was like, what is this brand? These are the most beautiful patterns. And I keep seeing them now everywhere. They Her pieces have been worn by like huge celebrities like J-Lo and Mindy Kaling. And they're hard to miss. They're inspired by these beautiful Italian designs. And you just use these luscious silks. And it's just incredible. Tell us a little bit more about your brand, how you got started. Give some everyone like a little intro. I've been living in Italy for 22 years now and almost 23 and I was a journalist when I first arrived for about 15 years. I was writing for, you know, wonderful ma magazines like Harper's Bazaar. I was on staff with them and with um, uh, Wallpaper and with the Wall Street Journal for many years. And so I got this really incredible fashion and design and homeware education just by, you know, following all of these maestros here um, in Europe, in Italy in particular. And alongside of that, um, I was collecting vintage for a really long time, um, back when I was living in New York prior to moving to Italy. And in 2015, I launched a website where I, I actually started selling that vintage collection, but I was showing it all on many of the creative Italian women that I had met over these years of the 23 years that, that weren't necessarily the Donatella Versace level yeah. of person just the sort of like regular working wonderful creative woman that i felt um needed to have the light shined on they were just these spectacular uh women of great style grace and also joy and so i really wanted to just show uh how to truly live like an italian and that's how the website started and um so it was really content-based, and I was selling the vintage. And then about a year in, I, I just made my first dress with um, new fabric, but it was um, the prints were sourced from a uh, a silk archive in Lake Como called the Mentero Setta uh, Company, uh, who's, who's been around for 120 years. And that sort of launched this whole um, road and journey that I've made with partnering with historic Italian manufacturers. So everything now that we don't sell vintage anymore, we just sell new clothing, new homeware, but everything is 100% made in Italy. And oftentimes with these incredible historic uh, brands like these 
glasses that are hand blown in Murano that I have yeah. all in front of me now, or these sweaters that are, uh, you know, knitted. Uh, and everything is made in Italy, so I'm I'm super proud to, to keep that connection um, with this country that has brought me so much joy. Yeah, well, yeah, everything that La, du- La Double J makes is absolutely stunning. I love that it's a very maximalist brand. I feel like a lot of people focus on like minimalism now. And I love that it's not like it's bold patterns and fabrics and colors. And I feel like the world needs more of that. Like you say, like truly, Ooh. as if you've seen my page, I'm a big color fan. And I just think it sparks joy. Like people like bright things. And it's so interesting because I never kind of understood. I, I've always been a maximalist, even when I worked at Calvin Klein in New York. Okay, that the- was going to be my question <laughs> for you. Was this always your vibe or did it change it up? Always- always my vibe. I was the only one in the office wearing these like crazy car crash outfits and vintage clothing. And so it's been something for a really long time. And the vintage that I was collecting was always that sort of 60s and 70s period of that just punchy, bright color. And, you know, this was just something, it was my natural intuition, it was my natural draw and magnetism to all of that color and print. And it was so interesting because later in life, when I started my spiritual practice and started understanding the energy of color and how much frequency is coming off of this and how healing color can be, it started adding up. And really, uh, I started realizing that there was there was really an overarching theme here. So that's really now the motto of our company, which is raise your vibration. And there's so many different ways you can do that. I mean, the color, the print, it is uplifting. It's meant to spark joy. It's meant to just be something light in your life that, um, you know, brings a sense of just ease and happiness when you're getting dressed or laying your table or decorating your house. Not something that should feel like this heavy um, responsibility or competitive or um, not being enough and needing to like look a certain way. This is really fashion that's meant to come from the inside of you and um, an outward expression of that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think there is a a place for minimalism, but there's just no doubt to me that looking at like beautiful colors paired together, and even in graphic design, I feel this way when I'm like toying around with colors and all of a sudden two or three come together. And I'm like, that just feels happy. That just feels right. And I feel like... Yes, harmonious. Great harmon- word. Yeah, there's and then there's you know, there's a real thing to sacred geometry as well. And um, you know, when things are placed in a way where they're balancing and and um sort of raising like it's in concert. It's almost like music, you know, where yeah. everything together to to rise up. It's it's really it's very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like sometimes people construe bright colors and bold patterns is like oh that's too much like I don't want to be too much but I feel like especially when you see it on all of your clothing and houseware you realize that when it comes together in that harmonious way it actually feels like just enough like it feels like just the right amount you know this is very personal so each of us is going to have our own limit for how much pattern and color we want and within our own container, we're going to also have moments of the day, of the month, and of the year when we're going to want more of that color or less. Yeah. And this is really about respecting our own rhythms and um, what 
how, how we're kind of relating to our outside world and to other people. Because certainly when you're wearing color, it's an invitation for others to see you and to kind of um, respond to you. So yeah. certainly when you're wearing color, you will get more attention. And, and whenever I meet people who are, are um, really committed to their black, navy, and white wardrobes, um, uh, you know, of their, of their stark neutrals, Talk to them about, you know, how does it feel when people look at you, when they notice you? And a lot of them have told me that they actually don't feel comfortable with that. And so that's kind of an interesting uh, thing to look at. Not to say that you always have to be seen, but, you know, maybe there are certain moments when you do need to be seen. And how do you want to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, on a more personal level, or maybe this advice will come from work, wherever it may be. Do you have a best piece of advice that you've ever gotten throughout your life journey thus far? You know, I've gotten so many good pieces of advice. I've done so many different kinds of personal exploration and self-realization and spiritual work. And there's been so many good nuggets. But I would say that the one that helped me the most was one that I learned very early on with my very first energy healer that popped into my life um, after a bleak period when I was really suffering um, through an infertility um, journey that lasted almost five years. And it just left me completely empty, fried, um, totally uh, depressed, um, not feeling good mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, energetically at all. And when I started working with this energy healer, she started, I mean, not only did she start using like the word God in a way that like didn't freak out because up until then I was, oh my God, you know, I grew up in a Catholic grammar school. I was like, I want no part of that. Uh -oh. <laughs> not <laughs> where I'm going with this. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. But um, so she kind of introduced me to this concept of this like divine creator energy that was so important. But more than anything, the takeaway with her was that Everything that is happening to you in your life is, has been sort of di divinely ordained for you to grow and to learn to be the best version of yourself. So rather than avert those pain places, avoid them, stuff them down, hide them under the bed, lock them in the closet, the more that you can actually hold, look at, comfort what is actually your truest experience the more wisdom you're going to gain the more doors they're going to open the more that you're going to expand into your truest highest self this was a game changer for me to really like turn things on their side you know whether it was like the pain of infertility the difficulty i had in a marriage even the difficulty of just having a a, a, a business to run with all these new employees. I mean, I didn't have children, but I felt like I had this whole family to take care of. Yeah. Every single thing that was a trigger point, every single person that felt like a disaster or somehow bringing difficulty in my life, rather than point the finger and say, the problem is with them, I really had to just say, what is this experience teaching me right now? So that was like the best, that was truly a game-changing lesson for me. And I've had to reapply it. It's not one of those things that you sort of 
learn on a weekend retreat or during one energy session and you're like, <laughs> yeah, this is something that needs to be like, um, that needs to penetrate down into your, like the deepest level of your being. And it has to go in deep into your cells, into your bones. You have to start trusting this. And um, the more that you work with that energetic of like turning the situation away from blame and punishment and more into what can I open to receive here? Because it's really painful because a lot of what is coming through is painful. But the more that you with yourself with this, um, I mean, I have seen like just fireworks and really magic come out of that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I find that so beautiful. It kind of, while you were talking, reminded me of this quote. I think it was Cheryl Strayed that said it. And it's something to the tune of like, let yourself be gutted, like let yourself be shattered, start there. And it's really just about like kind of leaning in instead of always shying away from any uncomfortable feeling we have in life, just leaning in. And like you said, recognizing that those are always going to be for our benefit, even if maybe we might not see it until honestly, this life is done. Who knows? Are there any other specific moments that you remember? You, I mean, you said you've used that now throughout your entire life. Are there more specific moments where you remember that specific advice? Yeah. I mean, honestly, that, that advice up with me weekly. I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm going to think about it now every day. <laughs> it comes up weekly. You know, you have these really big things that happen, you know, um, a divorce. Um, you know, oh, I had the whole infertility thing. Um, I had the early death of a parent, uh, when I was in university. And at that time, uh, when I was in college, you know, I went immediately to like the really well decorated, um, psychiatrist in Knob Hill in San Francisco. And they just fed me Prozac and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. That is like completely disassociating you and it's removing you from that that place of pain, you know? So it was really, um, that was an example of it not working, you know, and not doing it right. Um, But so what I meant to say is that sometimes there are these like really massively painful and traumatic moments in your life where that that has had to really guide me. Um, Even just this last year, I mean, I I had a lot, a, a big loss on many levels. There was someone um, who was a partner with me at work, a creative partner that left for personal reasons. I had even my assistant leave, a housekeeper who had to change, like everyone sort of like left. I was just <laughs> all alone. And, you know, even Abandoned. though it seems <laughs> so ridiculous to talk about this, but literally no. all people who had kind of been my um, immediate points of reference that I felt very, very, very alone. Um, I had the, my my mom died a year and a half ago as well. And she had a really long illness uh, for three years in which it was just, it was, she was in um, physical pain. She was in mental pain. She was having like psychotic issues, psychological issues, a lot of um, dementia, a lot of anger, a lot of rage. And so, and all of that had come out after, you know, I'd had this very intense relationship with my, le- with my mother for many, many years. And about three years before her getting sick, we had this huge moment of like, of where I had applied that very um, same 
um, theory of like, what can I learn here from my mom? And what I realized was that it was my job to give my mom what she needed, not to, to demand from my mom what she wasn't giving me. You know, like once I had that, that massive, um, uh, sort of light bulb moment with her that probably came up about six years ago, um, that radically changed, um, our relationship. And then it was so interesting. So we had this kind of three year, three or four years of just like real harmony and peace. And then I got slacked again with her sort of like launching. So it's like, it kind of never ends. And it's sort of like, you have to really cut. What I've really realized is that you just have to come to peace with this as like, this is not a checklist where like I've done it and now I've graduated and now everything's fine. Really, it just doesn't work that way. Really have to, you almost have to come to um, this um, surrender place of like, I am going to get tipped off my balance and punched in the face and kicked in the knees like daily, weekly, monthly. And it's okay. It's okay. It's like, how do we deal? I, I really had to come to a place of like, how do I really help myself when I feel helpless? when I feel really vulnerable and weak. And a lot of this comes down to just holding, accepting, receiving, and listening to what's going on in my inner experience. Oh, it's, I know I'm not, I'm not following a linear path here. No, but there's no path to follow. <laughs> yeah, these are all sort of um, takeaways and wonderful avenues that came out of that initial thing of, What's really here? What, where, what do I need to learn here? And, and then recently, you know, over the last year, I also said to myself, you know, I really want to start learning through ease and grace. I really, I really set that as an intention when I came out of the jungle last year in um, Brazil after being there for two weeks in a really, really intense, difficult um, situation. Beautiful in many ways, living with a, a tribe the Huni Queen there with an incredible uh, shaman who was guiding us with plant medicine. But it was just extremely difficult for me, also just on a nervous system level, um, feeling really kind of unsafe, uh, just, I mean, not even being fed properly and getting clean water or not having a fruit and vegetable for two weeks and very little sleep and all, and all of this. Um, no running water, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was so interesting because then I came out, you know, I'm, I'm one of these people that I love to learn and I, and I understand that there's lessons everywhere. There's lessons from like the, the, the taxi driver that you meet that is like screaming at you. He's a lesson. Um, the person that lets you down at work, they're a lesson. Um, your partner that leaves you or doesn't show up, they're a lesson. You know, there's lessons everywhere. And I, and I came out of this jungle and I was like, you know what? Um, that was full surrender. And I, I completely, I honor that lesson. Now, I'm calling in learning with ease and grace. I don't need to be hit over the head with a jackhammer uh, in order for these lessons to come through. <laughs> I've noticed has also really kind of um, put me in a different space. You know, it kind of puts boundaries. It's very important, I've learned, uh, to work with a very healthy masculine energy and um, say, no, when things are too much and 
say, especially in your spiritual practice, like, no, it, you know what? I, that's too much for me. I, yeah. I can need to operate like this. I need to have, um, a certain amount of nurturing and, um, feeling held. Um, so that's been interesting too. You've clearly been through a lot of very, very difficult things in life. And I love all these lessons that you've gleaned from each of them. What have those difficult things do you feel, have you felt taught you about yourself? You know, I once had an older brother sort of berate me for like changing all the time. He's like, I don't even know if we're changing all the time. You're like a different person every time I see you. He was like, you know, really mortified by this. And I sat down and I thought, and I was like, you're damn right I am. Like, I am changing every day. And I think that's the good thing that I'm changing. Yeah, we're kind of supposed to. <laughs> exactly. I think this is called evolution. <laughs> Thank God I'm changing because my, you know, my 14-year-old self would have punched you in the face right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. But people almost take it as an offense. I think maybe because they get to be comfortable with a certain version of you. And so then it makes them uncomfortable when that version no longer exists. Yeah, even totally. though that's kind of the point of this whole thing. I This is the point. And, and actually, I always, I love to get psychic readings and intuitive readings with different people. Yeah. And I've had several in which the the readers have said that this is, this transformation is actually, you know, what was I was on the planet to do. It's sort of like, it's my, each of us kind of has our, our path and our gift, you know, um, and the, 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 I, I'm also a, a creator being, I love, I'm, I'm always creating things. And so there's a lot of transformation that comes through the, the sort of fires of creation, the fires of destruction. There's yeah. lots of things going down in order for you to, um, breathe in new life. I would say that's another really great life lesson that I learned through the whole, um, post, fertility energy healing is that you have to really allow the fertile space in you, which is, you know, physically in the womb, but energetically in that second chakra, you have to really allow all the dead weeds and all of the sort of like brush, everything that's been there crowding your space. It might be old furniture. I mean that symbolically. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the furniture of your mind might be down there. Um, there might be past relationships hanging out there, cords to bad habits, all those things. And we have to really like use um, our fire, which can be construed as, um, you know, connected with anger for sure. You have to let those flames just let, and that's why anger can be so helpful if it's channeled properly to just let everything come down and let die what needs to die. Because then you've got a clear space where you can plow the field, plant the seeds, and have plenty of room for your new creations to grow. It's beautiful. I love that. Do you have any favorite quote or quotes that you've kind of lived by throughout your life you know what mine is it's like it's you need to find your own light within yourself turn it on and shine and share it with everyone okay so 
this so much the light that we have is connected obviously to our heart but it's it's simpler to find through your own joy crumbs so if you can take those things that truly make your toes tap and your legs bounce and your head bob like and I, and I and I don't mean music I mean thing um creation situation yes. you know, thing is that really brings you that joy it's I mean this is the mantra is really like connect with your joy crumbs let that be the light within you that shines and then learn to like share that with others in some capacity and that could be very small like just sharing it with one person sharing it with a family member could be sharing it with a community could be sharing it in a company globally whatever it is we shouldn't get caught up on how big the impact is like oh i haven't reached enough people on instagram or my podcast or i haven't you know dressed enough famous people it's not it's not about that it's like find your light and let it shine with one person let it illuminate one other person and you will see, truly, you will see how freaking powerful that is. That's wonderful. Do you have advice for someone who doesn't know how to find that light? Follow the joy crumbs. So literally, like, what, what is it in the last day, in the last week, in the last vacation, in the last year, or in your last lifetime, truly got energy moving in your body? Sometimes it's just like, swimming in the sea, laying in the sun. I don't know what it is. Um, they can be very, very simple things. Sometimes it's just sitting um, under a tree with your bare feet planted in the soil. Sometimes it's planting a flower. Um, it could be anything. Sometimes it's braiding ribbon. It could be anything. But the more that you start doing those things that bring you joy, do more of them, make a list, then you're going to start understanding like, where it is that you need to spend the majority of your free time, where you want to find friendships, where you want to find that extracurricular activity that really supports you. I think that's such wonderful advice. Okay, last last question. I feel like I could ask you a million questions. You just have so much goodness to share. But what advice would you have for someone? This is more from your professional life. Looking to find their own unique style, who feel like maybe they're stuck in the neutrals because they actually just don't know where to go from them. Right, right. I know. It's so hard. Uh, yeah. You know, there's this, this is not the answer, but I, I'm, I, book is coming to me. Um, uh, the Gene Keys have been a really important part of my um, spiritual practice. It's, it's similar to human design. Um, so if any of your listeners are, know about human design, have done it and want to go a kind of a deeper level, I, I really suggest um, the gene keys, um, getting a gene key reading. It's sort of like a um, a soul blueprint. And there's also this other, it's very interesting. So you can get a reading online and then order the book and read your keys. Um, the reason I say that is because one of my keys uh, has to do with, um, it says style, but what they mean by that is like a unique imprint. Like it's mm. so important to not copy others, to not emulate others, to find that like rich, juicy juice, those ingredients that are uniquely you 
and to sort of like relish in them. And sometimes I think the best way to do that is just ask your friends and those who love you what kind of makes you unique because oftentimes we don't see it for ourselves, what yeah. it is we do and your friends can see. And then the, and the other suggestion that I have is that there's this wonderful um, woman that gives soul um, purpose readings um, that I've been working with for the last year. Her name is Daniela um, Lodono. She's really fabulous and help. She matches people's um, like soul purpose with what they're doing on a business level. And I think that's so important to make that match so that we're creating from this place that is truly us. That is so cool. Okay. Like more just incredible advice. I, again, feel like we could go on all day. JJ, you have shared so much beautiful wisdom. And for everyone who doesn't know, she literally just got back from LA and has COVID. So the fact that you got through all this and literally just are so eloquent and beautiful and everything you said. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people go to follow along with you, with your work, everything? Give us the handles, the websites. Well, my my personal Instagram is a little bit more spiritually oriented. Um, that. And that, that's JJ Martin Milan. La Double J's Instagram is you know, kind of more focused on our community and and the fashion and the and the products and and what we're doing. Um, we also have um, a group of women around all of the sort of consciousness raising activities that we do at La Double J. That's called the Sisterhood. We're slowly but surely trying to kind of um, anchor that down into more programming. We we do a lot of programming inside our Milan store. Uh, where we have a Divine Mother Cave. So if you're ever in Milan, you need to come visit us. And we've got more store openings um, planned. But I mean, we're, we're also in, I don't know, Saks Fifth Avenue and Neiman Marcus and Bergdorf Goodman and and Matches and Herod's and all those kinds of wonderful places. We're really trying to build out this community of, of like-minded people that really want to, you know, raise their vibration. <laughs> I love it. If anyone is looking to invest in pieces that truly bring you joy, please go check out La Double J and check out JJ's page even. I mean, it's just artistry, all of it. JJ, oh, thank so you so much for joining us. My pleasure, my pleasure. And also the full collections are available on LaDoubleJ.com and we ship internationally um, for free. So that's really great. Although actually for free to America. And um but we are so also help, um, would love feedback, you know, people's uh, comments, you know, how we can, how we can sort of just build, build out this, this group of people. So thanks to you um, for having us. It has been truly my pleasure in every way. And to all of our listeners and those watching, thank you so much for tuning into The Shift. Please don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.